But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Welcome back inside another new episode of the Booty and the Beast <laughs> Podcast. We're getting better at this, though. That's we for are. Sure. At least I caught on. Uh, unique episode this week is you weren't there. I was rolling solo this week. I know having the opening with me here and then gone. Yeah, I was going to say like, what do you think of the interview with Heather Jocks? That's how you pronounce your last name, by the way. I've been saying for years Jocks, and yep. I told her in person like <laughs> Heather, your last name to me is still Jocks. It sounds cooler. Yeah, it does. And she's like when she's like I, I go, how do you pronounce your last name? She goes Jocks, like like. The athlete. Oh. I'm like, that's lame. That is Shame on lame. your parents for that. <laughs> uh, so today we're actually going to be, you know, we have a short intro here, obviously, back here at the FIHQ. Then I'll be passing it over to my interview with Heather Jocks. She is the head formulator now over at Axe and Sledge Supplements. I was there in Pittsburgh this week visiting Axe and Sledge and some other stuff. Um, it was a good, good conversation for me. Like, I've, I didn't know what to expect going into Axe and Sledge. Like, I knew this brand was big, but I didn't know, like, how big. So, Axe and Sledge also has All-American Roughneck, which is, like, oh. a Carhartt-like apparel okay. company. Um, so, they have, they have the Axe and Sledge supplement line. They have All-American Roughneck. They have three different buildings. They have four different buildings, actually. They have oh, wow. uh, a customer service building, which is their initial HQ. Then they have two warehouses, one that's dedicated to All-American Roughneck, one that's dedicated to Axe and Sledge, and then they have their HQ. So three of the buildings are close to each other, and then HQ is like 20 minutes away. So oh, that's kind of funny. Kind of crazy. Yeah. But um, they were awesome. Greet me while I walk in. There's a sign that says, Welcome, Ryan, Axe and Sledge. Got a workout in at Pump Town, which is great. Was able to try a new pre-workout from the brand that's oh. an expected to launch this summer. So they wanted my feedback on it. Um, and I posted the photo to social. It's, um, let's just call it a pump first pre-workout. Very well done. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, you know, for me, and it's interesting, I'm back here now at the HQ to kind of talk to you. Is like, has there ever been a supplement company in your history that you think spoke to you as a female? That's hard because when I first started. It's not hard right now. It's actually soft. Whoa. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> um, when I first started like getting into pre-workouts, I took advice from my friends who happened to be guys. So I, I feel like my perspective on like where to get pre-workouts wasn't like the general like public. Like I went to GNC and took the generic, like I started with Ghost actually. It was one of the first ones after like C4 and the basic ones. But I, so not to cut you off, but literally just had a call with Nutribolt and I actually told him, and then you probably heard me, I said, C4 Nutribolt actually does a fairly good job yeah. of speaking to females. Ghost does a good job of speaking to females. Yes. Alani New, New Age, does a good job of speaking to females. Yeah, that was before my time. Yeah, they weren't in existence when I first started all right. pre-workouts. But I think if they would have been, I probably would have ended up trying Alani New at some point. Do you like Kitty Hearn? My sister actually followed her a lot closer than I did. Sure. Um, I wasn't one of those people that really, like, followed a ton of the influencers when they first started Uprising. And then you married one. <laughs> and then I married one. 
And, but yeah, no, I never really followed her much. I heard from Des like certain things, but no. So basically you're saying that no, no one really spoke to you. Not specifically. So no. Axe and Sledge, I think we had this conversation and you guys will hear it on the, on the show, but I believe they, they sway like 80, 20 men or 90, 10 men. And I said, Heather, I'm like, you're a female, you're a female formulator in a, in a, in a boy's business. And what I mean by that is it's traditionally been the boys club. We've talked yeah. about this at length on multiple podcasts. Definitely. Put yourself out there, Heather, let people know like, Hey, these supplements are being formed. Now, the one thing going against Axe and Sledge is their branding. And I was I, just going to say, like, if I looked at like what their actual packaging and everything else, it is driven more towards right. like a men men's look. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, if they had like their general health line, which is a, something that she's very passionate about, she talks about that at length on the podcast, would be something that has a softer look. Like you look at their greens powder, it's white, it's a softer oh, yeah, look. Um, they showed me a new greens label. I don't know if it's out yet. Definitely more approachable versus say, um, you know, the new... 212 degree thermal, which is their, their fat burner, which again, to me, you, when you have the sledgehammers as an X. Yeah. That's what I think know, of right away. For like sure. Big sledgehammers. But I think that she needs, they need to use her in a way that she comes on and not just geeks out. Like, I don't think the traditional female or even male for that matter mm -hmm. understands some of the terminology and things that she speaks about on her personal channel. Like she'll speak about, for instance, pumpies and how it attacks multiple pathways from the nitric oxide perspective. And like, most mm -hmm. people don't get that, Definitely you know? Not. So yeah. um, if she if she can utilize her image and position within that company and what she's doing in formulation. Now, she is not the only female formulator in sports nutrition, not at all. There are plenty of female formulators at mm -hmm. Comans that formulate different products. Um, we just don't see them, you yeah, know? Sure. And, and, and typically you don't see the formulator in general. There's a couple of formulators out there uh, who are more open on social, like Max Fairchild, Drew Peters, um, Kat Nangle, you know, Brian Rand, like there's these other people who actually formulate products that are out in the, you know, the open mm -hmm. on social, again, all men, yep. but even, you know, you look at some of the biggest companies, uh, you, let's, let's use muscle tech. I don't know who formulates that muscle tech. Most people, they have a, an entire team of R&D. I was going to say it's yeah. probably more than one person. But at the same time, like, they don't show that. So I think we are, we're in such a reality TV, transparent world. If you are a formulator at ABC company, put yourself out. Like Joey Savage from Glaxon, for instance, does a really good job yeah. on certain things and putting himself out there. But again, another male. So um, I think Heather could be the first domino to fall potentially in the space, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of being like, hey, I'm a female and I take these products. I don't need to be, you know, for example... Missy Trescott is an athlete of Axe and Sledge. Not everybody wants to look like, in fact, most people probably don't want you know, to look like Missy. Their ambassador team alone, like they come off as a very hardcore, mm -hmm. edgy brand. Right. Like the the demo crew, right? That's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, but I, that's the, the thing is, I mean, she mentioned too, she's like, I want to be something for everybody. Well, you can't. So I think you have to chisel out your own lane and they're doing that. So they have yes. to be okay potentially with the split. But, you know, then you look at a brand like Rise or Ghost. Yep who are more, we use the term lifestyle, right? Like Dan and Ryan from Ghost have always said this. We wanted to create a brand in which people wanted to look good in the gym so they could go out and get girls. <laughs> True. I mean, that's, and, that and is that the majority of people like that go to, the, you, go to the, you go to the gym, <laughs> most gym goers are that people. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's the niche, there's the me's of the world who want to be, you know, meatheads. But then most people go because they want to be healthy, they want to look good with their clothes off, and they want to get a guy or a girl. Like if they go to the club that night Definitely. or go to the bars... A girl across the bar is going to look at that guy and be like, mm, he's in shape. I'm, in, I'm interested. You know, sure. physical appearance goes a long way. Especially so. for women, like, I think when I first started working out, I simply, I didn't even know what bodybuilding was. 
I never even really You worked up because you weren't happy with yourself. Yeah, I, I worked out because I wanted to look good. Right. It was simple as that. And that's, I think, like like you said, Ghost and some of those brands that are much more lifestyle forward focuses on those people. So I think it's such an interesting dynamic that Heather is at this, I would almost call it, I wouldn't say hardcore, but more edgy brand. Even edgy, though they, they even though they're not necessarily, I mean, outside of the one DBAP product that they have, um, their products are all pretty straightforward. Like that's the only product that could, you know, that's, that's, very edgy. Um, and we talk about that product as well on the podcast. But so I think there's an opportunity for her there. But then there are also maybe an opportunity to have like a spinoff line under Axe and Sledge or a separate brand that maybe she's more entrenched in digitally mm-hmm. and visually because it's a softer approach. So we will see what they do. But it was a good conversation. Um, Pittsburgh is beautiful, by the way. Very. I mean, the mm-hmm. people were fucking golfing. It was 30 degrees <laughs> outside. No snow. And they were golfing. You guys are steeler country. I do that. Steeler country. <laughs> I don't understand you, but uh, beautiful city. I'd like, uh, you know, obviously we'll probably go back. Um, when I'm able. We are going to have more guests on the show again, too. Some more stuff on site. Uh, Travel is going to be at a minimum here, obviously, with baby boy coming here. Three weeks. Three, four weeks, depending on when he decides he wants Likely to poke his weeks. head out. So, um, <laughs> but then, uh, then obviously then you'll be back on doing some stuff. Yes. Well, but breastfeeding obviously is going to limit some, but more than I have been at least. For sure. I can't wait for you to take your first pre-workout again and you're like bitching about bit alanine or something. Like, oh my God, I hate this stuff. Super sensitive to all that Super, stuff. You're super sensitive to a lot of stuff. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's let's uh, let's wrap this up. Head, hand it over to uh, my conversation with Heather Jocks. Head formulator, Axe and Sledge. Um, she got a cool path. Like she went to school for some geeky stuff and then she worked at Price Paul for a bit and then she found her way to Axe and Sledge. Eventually got a tattoo. Don't think she's going anywhere. Eventually got a tattoo. An That's tattoo. an important yeah, thing yeah. to add in there. Well, I mean, I well, I said to her, and you'll hear, I was like, what are you going to, because she rolled up in her car and she has Axe and Sledge decals. I said, what are you going to do when you leave Axe and Sledge? Jokingly. And she goes, I ain't leaving. I got a tattoo. And then we actually talk about, you know, the potential of her doing her own That's thing. That's dedication right um, there. You know, obviously. So she's dedicated. They have a great team though, like Mike and Seth. And you know, I sat and talked with Seth for like an hour just about life. So great mm-hmm. team. Welcome me in. Let me work out. Let me try some shit. So to the team at Axe and Sledge, Mike, Seth, Heather, Shane, the entire office crew, Appreciate the hospitality. This conversation is with yours truly, Heather Jocks. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. 
We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, it just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. Adding my product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is 5% of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education. Willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Cage was born of a need for premium, health-focused products that actually work. We help you lift heavier, run faster, live healthier and achieve your potential. You deserve to trust a company that doesn't cut corners, one that sources the highest quality ingredients. Welcome to Caged. We're here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Axe and Sledge HQ. Actually, this is the, the meeting room within the HQ. No, we're not drinking everything that's behind us. How much of this have you cracked into? I'm not a drinker at all. That's right. I've you had one sip and like, like since I almost here? threw up, yeah. You almost threw up. I thought it was tasted like gasoline. It was stag, wherever the stag is. So you formulate pre-workouts and all these different concoctions for a living that some of them can taste like shit, and you almost threw up from from alcohol. Dude, it was brutal. It was the worst one probably on the show. I mean, maybe. I don't wow. Know. I mean, don't say that too loudly. The people here know. might judge you for that. But that's true. Uh, Heather, it, how do you actually pronounce the last name? Is it Jacques? Jocks. Jocks. I like Jacques, but it's I love Jocks. Like yeah. Like an athlete. Yeah, like an a athlete. Yeah. Um, little known fact about Heather, she helps and actually does all the formulation here at Axe and Sledge now. And we're here and I thought it'd be super cool to sit down with her and discuss with her basically your track record, your past, how you got mm -hmm. into the, the spot that we are now. And you know, obviously we have some several products here in front of us. Um, one of my favorite products that she actually formulated was Pumpies, which is a convenient on-the-go pump capsule. But um, how old are you? 25. 25 years old, all mm -hmm. right. College? Did I go to college? Yeah. Yes. Where'd you go? Um, it's a it's a really good Division two university called Grand Valley State University. Okay. Um, I'm from Michigan, so a lot of people know like University of Michigan or Michigan right. State. Um, it's a pretty well known school. It's in Grand Rapids, if anyone knows like the area. Um, but I actually went for athletic training, which okay. is essentially I describe it as like physical therapy for athletes. Okay. So um, I got certified. I was a certified AT. Started to do my master's actually at Northern Michigan University, which is in the Upper Peninsula. It's like UP, it's pretty much yeah. Canada. Yep. Um, so that's where I went to do my master's, and as I was doing that, um, Price Plow, yep. kind of your competitor, I guess, if you want to call it that, had a job listing for like a content writer. Sure. And I saw it, and I was like, hey, I'm just gonna apply it. I don't, I didn't expect anything of it. I was like, you know what? Like, college will always be there, but it was like, it was actually during semester break. It was like winter break, and I was like, I'm just gonna apply. So I ended up getting the job, and I was gonna balance it. I was like, I'll just mm -hmm. do my master's in exercise science. My goal was actually to become a certified strength conditioning coach. 
um, or maybe even just like an athletic trainer for a college, but you had to get your master's no matter right. what, right? So um, that's what I did, and I just got that job, and I said, you know what, this is, at first it was supposed to kind of be like a part-time job, but it was, it was so much picking up, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna drop out of school, um, and then, yeah, I just took off from there, and then I started, one of the brands we ended up working with Axon Sledge, so right. I got connected with Mike, and he was like, hey, why don't you just come, like it was about probably, I think a year or two after working for Price Plow, I think it might have been a full year, and he was like, hey, why don't you just come kind of work for us? Like, right. we kind of need someone to fill this role. Because they had great formulas and great products, but they didn't really have the education side of things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, obviously, Seth is very good with, like, promoting, marketing, and all. they had all that pat right. down, you know, like, great labels and flavors, but the education side was a little bit missing, so they brought me in to kind of fill that role. Um, and then I've been here for just about two years now, so... I mean, just recently I've started to do, you know, just last year, all started to do more formulation side of things. And, you know, I've always worked with our manufacturer to get supplement samples and all that stuff. But I'm just, all of this is kind of just like a passion project of mine. Right. I was always an athlete growing up. I actually ran cross country and track in uh, college and high school. Um, but this stuff, I just went to the gym one day, fell in love with supplements and just the industry and just improvement, right? Like you go into the gym and it's on you to improve. You don't mm -hmm. have to worry about a team or anybody else is always on you and that's kind of how my love for just the whole industry kind of started what was the first do you remember like obviously being an athlete being cross-country i wouldn't say traditionally supplements aren't like a huge thing that endurance athletes are taking because mm -hmm. quite frankly supplement brands don't know how to talk to endurance athletes is, mm -hmm. is my personal opinion but what was the first supplement you ever remember taking it was actually c4 pre-workout <laughs> mm -hmm. well, the entry level okay, pre, what's right? funny okay so i grew up in northern michigan which is very rural area yeah there's there's only a handful of gyms. I went to this one gym that was actually owned by a couple of bodybuilders, so I had great equipment. I didn't know at the time yeah. that there were so many gyms that aren't very good, like, you know what I mean, equipment selection. So they did a really good job of just putting that gym together. Um, and I remember they sold smoothies at the, you know, they had a smoothie bar and everything, and they sold diamondized protein. And so I just kind of gradually got introduced to supplements through that gym, because they sold supplements there. And I started, I took a pre-workout, I remember taking beta, it had beta, of course. And I thought I was having like allergic reaction. Right. I was like, what is going, what is happening to me? Why am I tingling everywhere? And like I said, the endurance side of things had nothing to do with supplements. Mm. It was my love for training. Cause although I was always an athlete playing basketball, different sports, I, I don't know. I love training more than the competing. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I love just, um, going, like I said, when I, when I went to the gym, none of my friends worked out. They, like it was a weird thing. Like I would have to go with them to show them what to do sure. essentially. And, and, that was all self-taught too. I watched YouTube videos, you know, on like how to lift. I obviously, those guys, the bodybuilder, I mean, the guys who own the gym, they're older bodybuilders, but they, you know, they were trainers and stuff too. So it was just the, the environment just kind of like, it was just a great place to be in to like kind of have all that escalate, you know, sure. if that makes sense. So, but college definitely helped because I got the more technical, you know, like scientific studies and the research and like, because my degree was very heavy into like writing and like, so, I, whenever I could do a school project, I was like, if I could pick the topic, it was always some sort of supplement. Sure. You know, sports performance related thing, because that's just what I was interested in. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in, I wasn't interested in the, like general population stuff, or even though that's what the majority of the research is on. I just, I wanted something to do with athletes and performance and optimizing versus, you know, like anything else, so. Because I would say like, there's no coursework out there that teaches you how to formulate or that even no. talks about certain ingredients that we use within the space. So that, a lot of that stuff can be, I wouldn't say, to an extent self-taught, right? Through mm -hmm. white, white, white papers and yeah. research studies and whatnot. So um, 
I guess taking C4, did you eventually turn it over and look at the label and start being curious about like what the ingredients were and start diving into some of the yeah. studies? Or how did you be, how what, how did you discover your inner nerd for ingredients when it came to performance? Yeah, I'm very conscious of like what I put in my body, uh, like from a nutritional standpoint. So when you know, I started to like take different pre-workouts and notice like, hey, I get an effect from this, but not the other one or whatever. And obviously everyone knows caffeine for the most part. Right. Um, but the other ingredients in there, I just started nerding out on like, you know, and like I said, a lot of it, even bodybuilding.com. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the forums and all that they stuff. They were great. Like, for what they were, they I were mean, awesome. I just, it was just years and years of me just being a nerd and just starting to learn about all the ingredients that were effective and maybe the ones that didn't have enough research on them yet. And then obviously just trial and error. I mean, and I took a pharmacology class as well in, in college and that was obviously it's based on actual drugs, but that was super interesting to see all mm. the different pathways and like how can these supplements be utilized versus, you know, medications or something like that. So it was just like a, over the course of, I mean, five, six years of just self learning, trying things. And then um, there is a good amount of research on supplements. I yeah. mean, there really is. And, and when you see something like creatine or whatever that they're so well researched, you're like, I mean, I was gonna do my master's and do a, you know, a thesis on like supplements or I didn't know exactly what it was gonna be yet, but I mean, like I said, I think I just, being that I love to just learn what I'm gonna put in my body and these these are supplements that you need to know like what you're putting in your body, For right? Sure. Like, you know, I know NutriBio, another brand talks about all the time. It's like, if they're not third party testing their stuff, it's not a t-shirt, right? You're not mm -hmm. just slapping it on. You're like, oh, this t-shirt, it's good or bad. It's like, it's actually going to your body. You're trying to get an effect from it, hopefully positive. But it's like, you know, I don't know. I just kind of fell into my love with nutrition and stuff like that as well. How much more did you learn than when you actually took the role of Price Pro, started writing, doing content, working with brands more? Um, at that point, then probably being introduced to more ingredient suppliers and manufacturers mm -hmm. and even contract manufacturers. Like, did you learn a bunch during that year there? Oh, for sure. I think Price Pro, I think that really escalated my ability to kind of get into this role because obviously, if you look at Price Pro's like website, you know, it's very, heavily research-based mm -hmm. in terms of they have a ton of different citations and stuff like that. So I kind of had to fill that role as well with, you know, helping them. So obviously I really dove into the research then because I had to write about it, right? right. And although I had that ability through college, I wrote about other topics. So I had the, you know, the skill to do it. It was just, you know, applying it. Yeah. And then, yeah, dealing with different brands and just obviously different personalities. And then I didn't really learn too much about manufacturing until I got into this role. Sure. Um, but that was always, the side, I, like I wanted to learn about the area so bad because I was like, manufacturing is almost everything. Like mm -hmm. if you have a poor manufacturer, the supplements aren't gonna work right. Like if they're not doing testing, like uh, like I said, I was always that person who wanted to dive way more deeper into that side of the industry when that's not the pretty side of the industry. You know, it's not the marketing, it's not the label design. It's, right. it's kind of like what I thought really mattered. Cause I was like, you know, we all look at it. We take a pre-workout we're like, oh, we wish, we wish we could change this about it or right. whatever. So it was like, my goal with working with Pricewell was always to get, find a brand that really fit me, fit my image, and you know, that I believed in, and then also be able to, you know, just like make really good products and, you know, mm -hmm. help I, me. I think a benefit to that for you and, and the role that you're in now is, I think many, like for instance, if you're like a fan of a particular brand, or uh, let's talk about like brand ambassadors, they typically use like one product, one product, and they don't know what else is out there. The fact that you're at Pricepow and using yeah. a multitude of brands and a multitude of ingredients, it sets you up in a position to say, hey, when you eventually came Max and Sledge, you knew that you liked this ingredient, yeah. that ingredient. You could propose that and introduce that to Seth, Mike, and, and the team here. Um, but which is, which is, 
curious and, and different is this is typically a man's world, right? Mm -hmm. Like they always say, this is the boys, mm -hmm. this is a, a world for the boys, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's traditionally what it's been. Here you are, you're a female coming into this sports nutrition world, being the head formulator at Axe and Sledge, working tandem with Seth. Any pride in that, that like you're in this boys world and like you're the one that's putting out these phenomenal products? I don't, I don't know if I like, obviously I'm, I'm proud and like, it's sometimes it's surreal for me to like be in this position because right. I'm like, man, just a year ago, I can't imagine like being able to actually, like this is my goal mm -hmm. in life was to like be able just to create products and especially with such a great team that we have. It's like, it's really surreal for me just to be able to do this. But I mean, and also my age and stuff, obviously right. I haven't been in this for that long. I know I've turned to learn too. Like I don't act like I know everything, but it's, um, it's something that like, I think it's just have, I don't know what it is. Cause I always gravitated towards brands when I was at PriceBot and everything that I could connect with the owners. Mm -hmm. Like I knew who owned the brand versus these legacy brands where maybe they have, you know, like 200 employees and you have no idea who even the brand owner is. Right. So you're just talking to maybe like a sales rep or something. Like, so I just wanted to like help people like have a, cause like obviously I don't have like the biggest following on social media, but they have a contact to me. Like I'm always like, hey, if you need help, like let me help you. Right. And I'm not just gonna pitch you supplements. I wanna actually help you with your, whatever you're struggling with. So like, I think it was that approach of being more like, you know, open to the public and like being like, hey, this is where, like obviously Seth is like that all the time, you know, like he's very transparent. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I wanted to be for the supplement industry on the formulation side of things. It's like, hey, if you have a question about a product, like just ask me, cause then hopefully I get you an answer. You know what I mean? Right. Like versus trying to go through this wormhole of like, you know, they have no idea what they're taking they have no idea why and stuff like that. So I just wanted to be like a resource for people. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. I mean, I know being a family, I just don't see it that way. I've always grown up. I was always a tomboy, you know, played with the boys, sure. whatever. So maybe I just don't see it that way. But I understand, like, obviously, there's it's primarily male driven. I mean, our consumer base is heavily male, right? It's probably 80% male. So I think it's my goal is to show women, especially through fitness and training that like, like, this is just here to improve your life. You know, like resistance training doesn't have to make you look like a bodybuilder. Right. Like it's it's super beneficial for anybody, you know, whether you're 80 years old and you've never lifted a weight in your life or you're 20 years old and you want to get in, you know, in great shape. It's like, you know, I think this industry has something for everybody. And like, look at these products. I mean, you have like a health product, really high stem pre fabric, like it just, they can apply and help anybody. So I think that's, you know, I don't want to just be a, like a one fastened thing. Right, and that's what I was gonna say from the flip side of that is I think there's an opportunity here to put you out there more yeah. uh, and speak to the female demographic. Because if you're 80, and this is not unusual, right? Most consumers of dietary supplements, at least the brands that we know are traditionally male. Now you have mm -hmm. certain brands like Alani New that does a really good job of speaking to the female, but they also have Katie Hearn, yeah. who's the face of the company. Like you're back here actually formulating these products, get you on the social channels. Have they approached you about being out there more and trying to use your image more and you and what you're doing for this company to speak to the female demographic at a, at a, at better than say like a logo, a flavor? could do? I think, um, yeah, I think me just doing more videos, um, talking about the products and whatnot, people realize, you know, they, and obviously on the athlete side of things, we're growing our athletes, mm -hmm. obviously our, our female side of things, because we have like Missy Truscott now, we yep. have like different athletes, but um, so getting more of them involved as well, because, you know, like, although I'm in shape and everything, like I'm not an athlete, I'm never going to be like in an ad or anything, but maybe using them plus me as like, you know, the information side of things, they kind of mold that all together. Sure. To, to tailor or like to advertise more t towards females is great. And also, I mean, I would love to down the line, create a female line. Not that it's going to be like underdosed right. protein or some it's not, shit. It's not, it's not some pink but thing. But yeah. there are products and ingredients that 
women can uh, really benefit from. You know, it's it's and so it's something I do want to create. And if we could open up our brand, like obviously our branding changed a lot over the years, mm -hmm. so it's becoming a little bit more like you know, geared towards both females and males. And I mean, I just want to show females that you don't like just because you go to the gym, you're not going to look like freaking Ronnie Coleman in, right. in four days. Like I've been training my whole life, and I'm not even nearly like that. So I'm not gonna say like I love Missy. Missy's great, but I think she's in the minority of like what women true, look like, true. right? <laughs> so like, um, you know, I most women who go to the gym probably don't strive to be like Missy, they strive to be like you. They strive mm. to be just like in shape, tone. Um, and so I think there's an opportunity there. Like, you know, you look at some of our big brands, like we talk about Ghost a lot. I think they do a really good job of using just, for lack of a better term, generic looking people mm -hmm. in some of their mm -hmm. ads. Like these guys, they just want to look good, feel good, go out, hang out, party, have a good time. Not that you're promoting partying, but like there's an opportunity here for the general everyday person to say, hey, I need a greens and reds powder in my life because it's gonna help with gut health and digestion, can help with brain mm -hmm. activity. So how do you speak to them differently? Like what does, what, what do you have to do as a formulary? What does the brands have to do? And not just Axis Sledge, but all brands. Like what can we do better to recruit the generic looking audience that still goes to the gym, mm -hmm. that can get a benefit from this kind of stuff. But again, traditionally, we've done a shit job as an industry in speaking to them. Yeah, and, and you're right because it's the 99%, right? Like a lot of these products and things that we create our market towards, it's like the 1% of like the bodybuilders who are gonna buy these supplements no matter what. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think offering a wider range of products, number one, like, you know, I would love to have Axe and Sledge be a brand for everybody. So eventually get to the point where we almost have every supplement that's, you know, effective and whatnot. And well formulated that can, whether you're, you know, dealing with a health problem or like you said, you're just, a person who's just looking to get in shape or your body whatever it is like you could be on any end of the extremes and mm -hmm. like we can help them in some way and i do think as a company we take a lot of pride in our customer service and i know not everybody's gonna you know jump out and like you know reach out for help but it's like when they do we do everything we can to you know best suit them and, and like help them out in right. terms of like giving them nutrition advice training advice because here's the thing supplements are just supplements yep right they're not going to be Although they do help and everything like that, um, I, I just see them as problem solvers. You know, if you're struggling with appetite, maybe a fat burner would be great. If you're struggling with energy levels, maybe a pre-workout's great for you. But at the end of the day, it's gotta be your lifestyle choices. Right. That's what we have to tackle. And I know I'm not gonna be like, you know, the trainer to sit with you and write you down a plan and everything, but if we can at least give them advice on how to, and it takes more time. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna, we're not gonna change the world overnight, but that's my goal with it, everything because I'm never gonna tell you or try to sell you on a supplement that's it's not gonna be your like quick fix, you know? So I think, I don't know, it, that's a tough question because it's like, that's such a lifestyle thing, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like generational and, and everything like that. Well, the one thing too, like, you know, from a marketing branding perspective, Axe and Sledge as a brand, as a marketing avenue is geared more towards men. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I'm not gonna say it's super hardcore, but it's, yeah. it is a lifestyle, right? If you look at the videos that Seth puts out there and it's like, I mean, they are blue collar, mm -hmm. hardworking, mm -hmm. um, which is intentional, yeah. you know? So it's sometimes it's a little bit maybe harder to recruit because you have a brand Axe and Sledge, yeah. you know, versus say Alani New, which mm -hmm. is a little bit more approachable as a female. So, True. and again, like trying to be a brand for everybody. Sometimes if you try to please everybody, then you please nobody yeah. at times. So I think you guys do a good, really good job of, of being in your lane. One thing that I've always done, obviously being a food brand owner, and even at my days when I worked for General Mills, is we'd do store walks and we'd go and we'd buy the competitive set. Mm -hmm. We'd see what's out there. How often do you take other brand stuff, buy the competitive set, you know, research what else is out there mm -hmm. to incorporate into your thought process when you are formulating or thinking of what to do next? I'm a consumer first. Sure. So I try stuff all the time. 
Um, probably more than I'd like to admit sometimes. But I love trying new products. Um, like being with Pricepile is great because you get to try literally everything. Yep. You get to know what's coming out. Um, so whenever we're looking to tackle a category, um, I do want to try whatever's in that category. And I also want to just look at, you know, like do a base, a market analysis. How much are these things selling for? What are the key ingredients that people are looking for? Because at the end of the day, there are certain ingredients people are always going to look for no matter what. Like, let's say they found something that was better than caffeine as a stimulant. Does it, I mean, you could claim all oh, this ingredient's been shown to be X times more effective than caffeine. Do consumer, are consumers going to care? They want to see that there's caffeine in the pre workout, right? right? Unless or, it does a good job of articulating and educating it. Which exactly. Is. Like, Or if I'm going to come out with a liver supplement. Tudka is almost mandatory mm -hmm. because all these other brands have Tudka. People are going to be looking for that ingredient that's talked about, whatever. Like, So I think there are staple ingredients that you need to have in a formula and then build around it. So how do you make that pre-workout or that liver product special is have that staple ingredient in it, but then make the, uh, the rest of the formula, you know, kind of support it and be different than other products on the market. So, um, and obviously we work with key ingredient supply, you know, ingredient suppliers like, you know, um, New Live Science, um, NMB Nutrition, I want to like use a lot more of their mm -hmm. stuff, stuff like that, but Compound Solutions. I mean, I just want to innovate within that category, but I strongly believe you have to try those products because how are you going to know what right. consumers are going to expect or want or demand, especially if it's like, hey, this is a really hot product from this brand. Okay, I'm going to try it. Like, why would I not? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like when people are like, oh, I only take what X, it's like, Everyone wants to try different things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's gonna be, it just is what, especially flavors. I mean, you gotta get an idea for what's out there. Right. You know, so. Which brands are, outside of Axe and Sledge, like do you have several brands that you look to and say, yeah, they're doing everything right. I respect that brand. I, you know, has a ton of integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's several. I, I've always looked at, obviously like Nutribio is great, um, especially with, I mean, the quality they put into their products and everything like that. Um, Ghost is obviously very innovative in the, in the industry with not only their flavors, but their formulas are, I'm a nerd, so I love to look at their formulas, mm -hmm. and, and I do appreciate the time and effort they put into those. Yeah, Mike Wilkie um, over there doesn't get enough credit for some of the stuff. No, I don't guys, think he so. does, because it, it, they do some really cool stuff. Um, and then some other ones, I mean, there's some newer brands that are doing some, really, like HG Muscle is doing some really mm -hmm. cool stuff. They have some really solid formulas, um, even like Hostile with some of their pre-workouts and whatnot. So there's a bunch of different brands I, I like to try, um, and just to see, you know, Glaxon's obviously, Joey does for, who knows what Joey does? He does no one knows wild Joey stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it's cool to see everyone. It's cool because I know we're all competition, but at the end of the day, we all market to different people. We all want to make great products. Like, listen, if you come out with a really cool flavor collaboration or, um, you know, product that I'm like, wow, that's like, I'm the first one to be like, hey, that's fucking awesome. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, so to me, it's just all about improving the industry because you know this because you've come from like General Mills and stuff. Like we're a small, very. fish in a very big pond mm. and if we can just help more people and get and grow this industry in general like i mean that's the goal you mentioned the term innovate like three times mm -hmm. which is good how do you actually bring true innovation to the category i think by taking a different approach than maybe the rest of the like like i said when i take a pre-workout there's always like hey i wish it was this or i want to look so I guess it's more biased because it's I'm taking not well obviously Seth is heavily involved in these yeah, in, for as sure. well so I think it's me and him looking at what's out there and just producing what we wish would be out there you know and and whatever that looks like whether it's bringing a new ingredient like the pump capsules I mean to put 508 milligrams of VasoDrive isn't very common no. right like most people use 254 so even if it's not using different ingredients but maybe different amounts 
and things like that just to make the product as best as we can mm -hmm. um, within a given, you know, because not everyone's going to want to pay, you know, I can make a $100 pre-workout, but who's going to buy that? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. And so, you know, we try to make things affordable at the same time, but also effective. So um, even doing different flavors and stuff like that, um, you know, obviously collaborations are cool and everything, but I mean, there's definitely a lot of ways you can bring new things to the market that are, you know, different than that, so. You know, for a long time, people would gripe about innovation. Like, it's impossible to bring innovation to the category when the FDA and all these, you know, they're banning certain ingredients and there's such a small pool to, mm -hmm. to pick from. I mean, I, you've gone to supply side, I go to supply side. Yeah, there's a small pool of ingredients that's fucking huge. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff out there. So, that part can be overwhelming. Like, how do you know what to choose? Like, obviously, I think you look at some, what some, maybe some other brands are doing and some of these ingredients, manufacturers do a really good job of marketing their particular ingredients. But there's still a lot of like unknown or maybe not well-discovered ingredients out there that could work really well. Like, What's your process to vet out new ingredients? I normally like trying them on their own. I'm really big on that. Um, some health ingredients, it's hard because like you gotta get blood work done and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, but when it comes to like, let's say a pre-workout or uh, even like stuff that you feel acutely, like you know whether it's a sleep support supplement, a stress reducing supplement, whatever it is, I like to try out that ingredient by itself because if you just take a formula that has 10 plus ingredients, how do you know what's really working? And I'm not about just like the kitchen sink formula, just throwing mm. everything in there and just hoping something works. So for me, I really like to test stuff out. And I know, here's the thing, like I'm just one person. So I like to get a lot of people in our office to test things too, mm. especially when working with formulas. Cause I'm like, hey, I need multiple, cause like maybe someone doesn't like the effect of this X ingredient or whatever. And if I don't feel anything and I, I'm, you know, expect to or whatever, like maybe it's the dose, maybe it's the ingredient. Like you just, you know, it's, it's hard to tell, but like I said, I mean, it depends. It just depends if it's like a health-based product or if it's like a pre-workout, because then you can know right away. I mean, talk to me about let's let's, let's grab one of these here, like two hundred twelve degree thermal, like from start to finish, from concept to execution to in this package. How long does that process take for you? This one specifically? Yeah. Um, was that was that six months in the work? Was that a year in the work? I mean, obviously testing can take some time because you're waiting for samples mm -hmm. from the manufacturer, like. You start with concept, right? You write down what you think might be good or by, you know, you know you want these ingredients, you get mm -hmm. some costing, or maybe you don't even get cost. You probably just run with it until, I, until you think it's yeah, good. Yeah. And then you get cost, you're like, shit, I can't do it. But like, what is an, a, a generic time frame from idea to execution for a new product for X and such? I think the shortest is probably three months. The longest is probably six. Okay. Uh, like there's obviously certain products that, um, like the new potential pre-workout we're coming out with, that's that's been like a year plus. Sure. Um, but that's because of a lot of different factors from last year, you know, played into it. Um, but in general, I'd say like three to six months, just depending on what it is. You know, obviously if it's something super basic, that doesn't take long, but if it's something a little bit more like, you know, robust and stuff, like, like I said, you start with the market analysis, you know, and you go through the process of like, okay, what's in this category? What do I want to see that I can improve on? Mm -hmm. Because listen, what's the point of coming out with a red spotter if you can't make it better? Yeah. Like literally what's the point? And there's also not many reds on the market, but it's, I want to make a product that's, you know, better than, I don't say it's the best, because nothing's the best, but like better than maybe most. That's why I want to bring it to the industry. It's not like, like DBAP, like people are like, why did you make a pre-workout with almost, you know, 550 milligrams of caffeine? It's like, because there's a demand for it. Mm -hmm. I don't take their product, Seth yeah. doesn't take their product, but, it, but we're not f making it for us, we're making it for them, right. you know? So, and it's, it does really well for us. So, I'm sure it, I'm sure it does. You know what I mean? It's just. It's just all about like what's missing in the space. You're, you're looking for holes and gaps that you can potentially fill because at the end of the day, like, 
you know, that's what people are demanding, so. This was an interesting one, right? Like I've used it and I'm not a high stim guy at all, mm -hmm. um, but you know, there are the pundits online, they'll be like, what are you doing? You're gonna kill somebody with that. Uh, the research shows for like a 200 pound male, you benefit from anywhere from 300 to 600 milligrams of caffeine. Mm -hmm. I mean, this doesn't have 600 milligrams. So I think, uh, I used to stand up on my soapbox and be like, no product ever needs 600 milligrams of caffeine. And I still don't think anybody ever needs this much caffeine. But to <laughs> your point, there's a demand for it. And as long as it can be safely taken and you're not gonna launch a product that's gonna kill somebody, mm -hmm. right? Like, then you should be able to do it. So the thought process behind this particular brand, was there hesitation or product, was there hesitation to do it? Or was it like a green light from the get-go? Well, you know what's funny is Seth, you know, you know there's just like those iconic pre-workouts in the market, right? Mm. Everyone keeps talking about, even to this day, Jack 3D, you know, Hyde, mm. uh, you know, Mr. Hyde, whatever. There's always those pre-workouts that people talk about. And I was like, man, I feel like there hasn't, like there's a few companies that have released some super high stim stuff. Yeah. But I feel like there hasn't been like that one iconic high stim, well-formulated pre-workout that like no one stops talking about, right? So we were, Seth and I were going back and forth, like, should we do this? Are we gonna get sued? Like. You know, I was like, Seth, there's studies out there, mm -hmm. numerous studies that show that this is a safe amount of, you know, ca right. caffeine, right? Especially based on your body weight. And so once I formulated it, Seth was like, okay, we gotta get people to try it because he wasn't gonna try it. <laughs> right. So we got a, a lot of people here to try it. Um, yeah, including him to see how it would be. And we were still hesitant about it. And, mm -hmm. and when it launched, I was like, I was, I was prideful because it was my first pre-workout that mm -hmm. was releasing, but I was also like, I'm prepared for these customer service emails and how I'm gonna answer them. Right. Not that I get them directly, but customer service is gonna t talk to me if Come there's to you a problem, and ask right? Come for sure. So we got nothing. Like there, I'm not saying like people, everybody loves it, but we got no like, they, l listen, if customer service ever has a question, they're gonna, an they're gonna ask me. So I'm right. gonna know about it. And we literally got nothing. It's all been, at least from what I've seen, like really good reviews. And here's the thing, I think people buying this product know what they're getting into. They should. And right. I never, listen, we have, three other pre-workouts to choose from. Mm -hmm. So we're not gonna recommend, like if someone's like, hey Heather, I wanna take a pre-workout from you guys, what should I start with? I would never say DBAP, right? And none of our customer service agents would either. So it's like, um, you know, from that perspective, I think people buying this just knew what they were getting into. Right. And that was my hope because a lot of them said, you know, like, oh, I took a full scoop. And then I was like, oh shit, that's too, and even Seth was very vocal about it. Yeah. He said numerous times like, hey, because what was funny, we released this, right at, like, after Elf, right. which is totally two different yeah, things, no. right? And he was, he said on a story, he was like, hey, listen, I'm not about this either, but there's a demand for it. This is why we're producing this product. Mm -hmm. And that was it. So we'll jump ahead. Um, we have a full fresh year. You guys had a great 2022. Mm -hmm. Like a great, great 2022. Like we were sitting here before we turned the camera on, we were sitting talking with Seth and like, you can see how glowing he is about yeah. how good of a year you guys had in business in terms of distribution, DSC. You guys are gearing up for a really crazy 2023. Mm -hmm. Does that put a lot on your plate? I mean, like, Heather, we gotta keep up with the trends. We gotta keep this momentum going. Like we need, you mm -hmm. know, what, whatever your innovation pipeline looks like, that mm -hmm. falls on your desk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, last year, so last year was tough because although we had a great year, you obviously were working with us and right. saw that we launched a ton of products towards the end of the year, right? It was like almost like one after another, like all through Black Friday through Christmas. So last year, our, our whole entire goal was to have a year like, you know, when you see brands are so like, almost every month they're releasing something. That was our goal for last year. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen because a lot of things, you know, behind the scenes were happening, so we couldn't do that. It's also very fucking hard and very expensive. It is, it is. And now the supply chain's, you know, getting a lot better. So, I mean, manufacturing's picking up and everything. So, for this year, our goal is to release either a new product or a new flavor or multiple every month throughout the year. So, that's gonna be big for us. And also, like, 
we have a lot of products already. So mm -hmm. it's like, what is missing in our line that like we could potentially, you know, add on to or make better, right? So what are maybe some old products we could revamp? What are some new products we can bring to the market? Because that's always fun. And then what are some fun flavors that maybe we don't have that we could also do? So um, it is a lot because now this is, like last year, it wasn't my sole role to do this, and now it is. So mm -hmm. it's like being on top of like samples, manufacturing, like getting ahead of all of that because it's crazy to see like, you know, we talked about time frames, like three to six months, whatever. It's crazy to think about like, hey, this product just released. I'm already into like, you know what I mean? Like fall of this year yeah. or whatever it is. Like when, you know, the marketing team is so focused on getting content for this product and you're trying to think about, okay, well, what are we releasing? six months from now like that's where my head's at right like right. and trying to get ahead of that because obviously we just want to grow keep the momentum going because it is very fun to have multiple product launches and have them be you know our consumers love it obviously right. everyone's always asking for what's next so this year that's our goal is to come out with either a new product or a new flavor every single month um, and so far like with our timelines with our labels um you know all the design pro like everything's kind of like set up for success, mm -hmm. especially with that, so. Because January we had this, right? Mm -hmm. um, cookies I, and cream. I don't even know if I know what, yep, cookies and cream, which mm -hmm. came, come, it's a revamp, but it's a good revamp back into mm -hmm. farm fed. Um, so that's January. I don't even know if I know what you have coming for February, and I don't even know if we discussed this yet. So. I don't even know if January's done yet either. We have <laughs> so. another, yeah, we have some new products. And then February, we have a couple, kind of like a, a rebranded product, and then um, a new flavor. Sure. There's a bunch of stuff right. um, and it's all about having formulas and products like in the pipeline and like just kind of putting them in when we feel is the best time to release it. But mm -hmm. uh, we do have some things that are set in stone um, that we're like, hey, this is the time frame, this is the flavor, whatever it is. But like the rest of it's kind of like having stuff in the back burner. So then we're like, hey, we're ready to release this. Like, you know, that's kind of what we're getting to. Um, there's, I, did, I, I wish I could talk about it. There's a ton of new stuff coming, but it's just... I find out about this stuff like the same time you guys do, by yeah. the way. Like I email on Monday and then I say, okay, this shit, this is coming on Thursday. So, um, which I mean, given the last year in supply chain, like you guys literally had no clue, like if you were able to launch things on certain dates yeah. that you had. So like, it, it's always a thing where you have to flip flop stuff. Um, pills, putters, functional snacks. Let's talk about that. Is that any, any uh, talk about getting into functional food snacks as a brand? So we did have the homemade bars. That's right, right? yeah, yep, um, we had the homemade bars. The problem we ran into with that was just the shelf life. Mm -hmm. Those were a very like clean bar, no preservatives, um, you know. Was, and the lemon one was fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, they tasted good. great, they did well, but it was just, it's tough to compete in that market. Not that we can't, but it's like, with that shelf life, it was, I think, at first it was a six month shelf life, mm -hmm. which is nothing. Then yeah. it was a 12 month. And even that was super difficult, especially for like our stores, right? Like trying to sell those bars and, you know, running into issues with that. but. Um, you know, I'm never going to say never. So maybe in the future, that's yeah. something that we could look into because there, I think it'd be something more unique than a bar though. I think it would Bars be- Bars are so overdone right? now too. Like, yeah, I think it would be something that's a little bit different and maybe it would be its own brand, right? Like I think it'd be cool to kind of approach it that way versus just trying to do everything under one brand. I think sure. that's where it opens up markets of like, hey, I'm going to launch this new brand. It's going to be its own social media page, its own website. Like that's where you can kind of like, you know, it's all about marketing, right? Yeah, like at sure. the end of the day. So um, I do like food, functional snacks. I mean, I, whenever I'm traveling, talk about trying things. I love trying new bars and stuff yeah. like that. I do have my staples, but um, I think people are coming out with some really cool stuff. I would love to do, even though this is a bar, like a crispy, a mm -hmm. protein crispy kind of like thing, just because yeah. 
I like I tend to like those kind of bars, but um, outside of the homemade bar, do you have any experience in that, or this no, kind of like new for you? So it'd be kind of exciting. Yeah, that would be something that's totally new. I think it's I think that's although people think about functional foods like it's a goes hand in hand with supplements. Mm -hmm. I don't think it really does because it it is like this whole different. Because I feel like when functional food brands try to start supplements, they don't do as well as if they just focus right. on. And then when supplement companies start functional foods, it's like some do really well, but some you know struggle with like trying to balance both because yeah. it's it's just way different you know right i mean you think about different so, uh, manufacturers most of the time there's somebody there that yeah. probably came from like a, a food company you mm -hmm. know if it's good like i mean you look at quest for example they started in food and then they got into supplements and mm -hmm. i mean at that point that transition it's protein powder yeah that's, yeah, that's I mean, what that's, i mean that's that, not really that's easy um but yeah you're right it's 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 very difficult i think for a sports nutrition company to get into functional and do it good mm -hmm. because they just don't understand that it's a different beast mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like shelf life is one the food science is different mm -hmm. um but i mean if you look at like mark lobliner like what i mean i know he has owns a duff, bunch of different brands yep. but if he has mts right like that's his sports nutrition and then he has the outright bars that do extremely well but that's a whole different like i mm -hmm. like when brands he's you know you open up a different company to kind of like this is what this does you yeah. know what i mean and and it would be fun though I, I would love to learn about that stuff just because my passion for nutrition and food and stuff like that um I'm always the person to look at the ingredients on a bar. Like if it looks really like, I'm just like, dude, I'm not gonna eat this. For sure. But it's, you know, and th with bars and stuff like that, taste is everything. Yeah. Um, so. Taste is almost everything in anything too. It's true, like, true, I mean, but it's even more so yeah. with like functional foods, energy drinks. Um, you know, if it doesn't taste good, I don't think mm -hmm. anyone's gonna buy it. Yeah, you know? right. I mean, just, they might buy it once and then yeah. they just won't buy it again, which is yeah. tough. What's your favorite category? Ooh, in terms of like, What's like in terms of like just overall? Like, is it the? I mean, do you enjoy taking pre workouts and formulating pre workouts? Is it mm -hmm. like intro workouts? Is it sleep? I mean, there's a lot of cool categories out there that are unique. Like for me, for example, my favorite category is the sleep aid category. I think it's there's so much you can do with that category. Mm -hmm. I I use them periodically. It's not like I'm using every day like a pre workout because I don't want to take mm -hmm. a sleep aid every night. But I just think it's fascinating like the different ways that we can fall and stay asleep, whether it be easing discomfort if it's like a pain alleviation mm -hmm. thing or getting to REM or alleviating stress and just letting your mind be clear. So I think it's very complex and cool. Um, you know, obviously I use a pre-workout every single day, but that yeah. doesn't mean it's my favorite category. But you as a formulator, like what, which category like gets you going the most, if any? I, this is funny because we don't have this product yet and it's something I do and I'm not gonna say it's come out this year, but eventually I do wanna make, it's a stress reducing supplement mm -hmm. or like an anti-anxiety supplement. Cause I've definitely just, you know, personal experiences, but I've definitely, uh, deal with a lot of anxiety. Um, I know a lot of people do. Um, and there are certain, like we go back to taking individual ingredients, seeing how they work. Right. There's a ton of ingredients in that space that I absolutely love and I nerd out about because, mm -hmm. listen, stress affects all of our lives in different ways. And I don't care if you're trying to lose fat, build muscle, get healthy. Stress is gonna, you know, you need to manage your stress no matter what. And in today's world, especially in the US with everybody like, you know, we're, we all have busy lives. We all are like, go, go, go. Social media is running our mm -hmm. lives, you know, stuff like that. Just being able to wind down, especially, I know it kind of goes with sleep aids, right? Like right. being able to wind down at night um, and just be more calm and all of those things. Like it just, it's, it is a health, it, although it's like health and well-being, it's performance too. Like if yeah. you're stressed out all the time, you're not gonna be able to perform well, like nobody will. Mm -hmm. So man, that category, there's so many cool ingredients. Um, some of my favorites are like, obviously, KSM ashwagandha, I take that, all those different I know there's different kinds yep. and whatnot my favorite is that one just because it's more of a daily driver for me if I want some more strong I would do Shodan mm -hmm. that one's obviously great super strong um 
And then I like theanine in that aspect. Um, I like even like a, just a ZMA. I know this is all basic stuff, right. but it's like when you combine all those, um, I think it's just an awesome combination. Like phosphatidylserine. Yeah. There's definitely there's plenty of stress support supplements and just a you know shout out a company like Glax and Serenity was the yeah. first one I took when I was at Price Plow and I was like man this is actually a really, really cool category and mm. nobody talks about it yeah and which we should like that should be the category that should be booming I mean, which it has not gotten mainstream no yet. and I'm like I think if, if it could get mainstream I think that would be and I like the nootropic space too mm -hmm. I love it because I'm not a big I'm not a big stimulant person but I love taking something that makes me just zone in and be able to like work especially when it's a lot of computer work. Even in the gym, mm -hmm. I've always loved pre-workouts. I just had that focus element. And I know everyone loves the pump, but for me, like the focus, because I could be really high energy, but not be focused. I don't know if you know, right. you know what that feels like. Yep. I mean, you're just like, you're all stimmed up, but you're like, you can't focus on no, anything. I, it, it's it's counterintuitive to like what I'm trying yeah. to do. Yeah, so I think two categories I really am passionate or just like looking into a lot lately is the stress and the nootropics I think are really cool. It's just nootropics. We talked about this with Seth. Like, Everyone responds differently to them, mm -hmm. and so you got to find the ones that work for you. Um, Codicin, uh, acetylcholine is one of my favorite in terms of like the cholines, you know, category. And then obviously I love tyrosine, cognitique, stuff like that. Like I just a really because I work out normally later in the day, or I prefer non-sempres. I love non-sempres that just have a really good focus and pump, and that's all I really need. I mean, at the end of the day, but. Um, that's that's what I gravitate towards, especially trying so many different products. People that follow you on social media know that you obviously train. You train mm -hmm. here at uh, Pumped Down. Is there a um, body part that you enjoy more so than others? I think I like training shoulders the most. That sounds kind of weird. I do like legs as well. Um, but I think shoulders, for some reason, like I've always wanted to have really capped shoulders, which I don't really, but I don't know what it is. I just think... You just trying to be Missy Trescott out here? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. But... I think because when you see a physique and you see like really like developed shoulders, you're like, oh, that person probably lifts or yeah. they have really good genetics. But, but I think that's probably the body part I like to train the most. Um, what's funny is I used to love training arms when I like first started training and I actually I hate training arms now yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I could not do an arm day to save my life. It'd be so boring. Like I normally just do like a push-pull leg split though. Right. Um, so like back and shoulders, like for some reason, are like the two body parts I like to train the most. It's interesting today, like when Heather pulled up, she's on her car, she has Axe and Sledge decals. And I said, what are you gonna do when you leave Axe and Sledge and pull those off? And her response was, I'm not leaving, I'm gonna <laughs> tattoo. So like, you're happy. Like, oh this yeah, is, for sure. This is where you wanna be. I, like I said, growing up in Northern Michigan in a blue collar rural area, like this brand, and obviously we have All American Roughneck too. Yep. We didn't mention that, that's an apparel company. But, and then obviously like Seth and Mike and everyone and, and Bob, everyone involved in this company, it's just, it's my crowd. It's, it's like the company that Although there's other companies I respect and I, you know, I appreciate, I don't know if I'd fit in as well. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and you've obviously seen it. It's like, it's a different culture. Every place is different. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and just to bring a different side of things in terms of like the educational component, like what I have to offer. Um, it's just something that I just, everything that we do, I'm just passionate about. And, you know, Seth said it to me before. It's like, you know, we can train you to do this and this, but we can't, we can't teach passion. Mm -hmm. like if you don't have passion for this, like, what are you doing here? Because Everybody at this company has different backgrounds, different interests, but at the end of the day, whether they train or not, like not everybody in here is a meathead. Right. Like if you go in the gym at, at night, like there's only a handful of people working out, but it's like everyone does an awesome job at their job. Mm -hmm. Like they're just passionate about what they do. And obviously just company culture is everything for me. And I love going to work. Like I hate when I'm sick and I can't go to the office. Although I can do my job at home. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I just, it's the people and they provide me way more than a paycheck, yeah. you know? so. I think that's what makes me happy is just like, I could go somewhere, let's say I went somewhere else, got a higher pay. It's like, 
would I really be happy there though? You know, like, I mean, for me, it's not really about the money. Would so. you ever want to do your own thing? Man, I don't know. I've uh, there's like, you know I was when you start getting into fitness, you know how you're always like, oh, I want to start my own gym. Yep. I want to start my own supplement company. I mean, I don't know if I'd have like the. I've never been a business savvy person. Sure. So I think. I don't know if I'd, I could, to be honest. Like yeah. I would, ha I would have a lot to learn, obviously. Um, but being in this role, I mean, I don't know. Although I have restrictions, I do have a lot of free reign when it comes to like right. creating products. And for me, I love just creation, like creating things, like whether you know it's a new whatever. Like it's just fun for me to be involved in that process. So to, I would have to, you know, I'd have to learn business. For and, sure. and I think everyone, like, there's a lot of great, you know, business owners that never went to school for it or whatever. Like, not that you have to. It's just. It's just something that's in a category and area that I've never been like fast interested in, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's something I just have to learn if I did want to do that. But so we'll we'll wrap this up with you mentioned passion a couple of times. Like what's your ideal passion project here? Is there something that you've been wanting to work on or if, if you could work on anything that you wanted to here at Axon Sledge, what would that be? Like product wise? Whatever. I think it is coming out with a good well, two things. Like, I think it'd be developing that, like, a really solid female line of supplements mm -hmm. because obviously I'm female, I could benefit from it, but also a lot of other consumers could as well. And then also just more health, like, health supplements because, you know, there's different brands like ReviveMD that cater towards, you know, whether you have a health condition or not, or, you're, or maybe you're enhanced, you're an enhanced athlete, whatever. Um, I think just making a supplement that could help someone and they didn't have to take a medication mm -hmm. would be my passion project because. I'm not against medications whatsoever. I think obviously they're important and they're effective, but it's so cool when someone's like, hey, I was able to take you know X product and get off this medication. Like, that's great. Especially like if it's like an anxiety medication. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're like, hey, I could take this and now I can cope with whatever. And like, that's, I mean, that would be freaking awesome. Like mm -hmm. I love hearing people talk about our products in terms of like just giving me a review, feedback, whether it's positive or negative. Like, but it just, it's really cool to like put something out there and see people get so excited about it. Yeah. Like that's, that just drives me to do even more. But like, I think looking at, like looking at like from an outsider view, I think health and wellness is something that we could just dive into. Right. That category, just cause we don't, yeah, we have a reds and greens, we have a multi, stuff like that. But it's like, there's so many different, like a liver, a heart, a stress, a gut supplement. I mean, things like that, that like I said, could potentially help someone get off medication would be awesome. Yeah. So. Cool. If people want to follow you online, it's what? H underscore jocks. And Spell jocks because no one's... Yeah. <laughs> J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. Yeah. That's why I said Jacquez. So Jacquez, I, You're still yeah. Jacquez to me, damn it. Like, that's fine. That's cool. fine. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It was, it was great having you in town. You get to see the... Yeah. I got to work out, which is great. Some so of the madness. The mad, which the madness consists of like four buildings, guys. This place isn't small. So yeah, appreciate you. Yeah. Who knows where we're going next. Right? So, yeah.